Yo, I put it like wow, this that sound These oaks don't work hard like me, I hope they know by now Bail, bail, stand my ground Throw these money trees, go overseas like Percy Tow I'll make sure you stay around, quiet when I'm under loud No negatives allowed, me positivity took a vow I always play to win, don't anticipate loss Mind always in the clown, my boy, never think about the drop Never, ever, ever think about the drop Welcome to it, sports fans. It is the MKT show. I am MKT. What a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. So, what I'm going to do on the show today, uh, tell you where I was right, where I was wrong. The only reason I didn't do it on Monday was that there was a Monday game. So, I wanted to see how that went with my Arsenal thoughts and predictions. And then, basically... I'll just give some thoughts on Mason Greenwood because I do think it's an important issue to talk about. Obviously, if you haven't heard, he has, um, along with Manchester United, decided to part ways mutually, as they have to say, um, in the PR world. So that one will be... I I don't know how long I'll go on that. Um, I've got quite a lot to say. There's a lot that I don't agree with, with how the case has been sort of rolled out. And I have um, spoken to... Three experts around the world, um, one from a geopolitical policy person who deals with these sorts of things for high power people, and then uh, two psychiatrists, um, one trauma and the other an early childhood development uh, specialist, and she's in Switzerland, and yeah, uh, the other, I've spoken about plenty on this podcast anyway, doesn't matter who they are, but they are world-leading experts, so I really did want to put some effort into this pod because it's an important issue to me. And, you know, maybe I'll just talk about it now, is that, you know, I do try and read a lot about the human condition and just to keep an eye on myself, you know, because I I kind of think I realize I'm no better than anyone, you know, and when you hear about these things, the reason they repulse us, the philosophers and the thinkers will tell us, is that in some sense, you know, um, it was Aristotle who said an education in horror um, has a role to play in civilizing us. You know, um, that is to say that you need to realize when you... It's basically why the ancient Greeks would go and watch plays Um, about incest and violence and these things it is to say that you need to observe that as a part of the human condition you know and you don't want to get philosophical about it you you know you want to kind of deal with it because it's a real thing that happened to a real person and um, you know it's alleged that what he did and those videos that we heard um, obviously the witness withdrew And we'll get into it. But the reason I want to talk about it is that I don't like social justice warriors at all. I've I've met lots of them and um, and I I don't like them at all because I think they're very, very dangerous. And, you know, when you say that, people go, oh, but what about Nelson Mandela? And, you know, what about Martin Luther King? They weren't social justice warriors. They never, ever called themselves that. Whilst they in the they were in the pursuit of social justice, they didn't talk about doing stuff. 
they literally put their bodies and um, lives on the line. So we, we must never jump to that extreme. Those are not social justice warriors. Those are men and women, uh, you know, whoever you want to uh, speak to, you know, in, in the past. Those types of people moved mankind forward, human rights forward, as opposed to people who sit in air-conditioned offices in this day and age and discuss uh, the, the identity politic of the day and everyone is just theoretical and a statistic to them. You know, like this is a real person who, if what she is alleging happened, it is, it's, it's monstrous what's happened in that environment around her, um, you know, without her having agency in the situation. So I want to talk about it because it, it, it has made me think a lot about myself in the world that I live in and as a man. And I'm no better than, I'm no better than anyone. You know, so it's going to be difficult for this not to sound preachy because I want to believe that I would never do that. And it's so easy to say that, right? It's so easy for people to sit there and go, oh, my God, I would never. Well, would you? You know, like pretty sure if you're listening to this man or woman, you have had a loved one disappoint you or let's take it to the extreme maybe within our lives you have a loved one cheat on you let's say that's one we can all relate to and you've probably seen a dark side in yourself when somebody cheated on you or you find out your mother or father was cheating on the other parent and you say things and you do things that you never ever thought because we don't really observe our dark side as people usually we're not taught to as children you know um Again, I'm not better than anybody, but my mother was quite good at that, at making us observe ourselves as children. Um, so I've never been afraid to look at that. Um, and in my 20s, I kind of lost it. But I've, I've never been afraid to look at it for what it is uh, when I'm alone, you know. And I'm quite comfortable with my many, many shortcomings. So, you know, as we parade Mason Greenwood's story in public, I think... It's probably the worst way for something like this to go for the victim um, more than Mason Greenwood, who isn't the victim, or I should say the alleged victim, because that's very important as well. I believe in the court of law, um, and those wheels often don't turn in the way we want them to, but it's important that we believe in systems. Otherwise, what is it that has been said? Without rules, we are but animals, you know? And tragically, he wasn't found not guilty. The key witness has withdrawn. And there's another level of complexity that nobody wants to talk about because essentially they want to protect the victim, or so they say, um, is that she is now married to the guy, by the way, and is pregnant with his baby. You know, so yeah, it's, it's not actually Stockholm Syndrome. There's, there's many other names for why victims stay. There's many other syndromes, but let's call it Stockholm Syndrome because that's the one everyone understands. And it's scary. It's, it scares me for so many reasons. But the scariest thing for me that I've watched in this is journalists and people put this on trial in public, basically rushing the legal system. That was very scary for me to watch. In a first world country, 
you know um it's it's very very scary that trials and people everybody has an agenda by the way like the guy adam crafton who leaked united's process you know everybody has an agenda he's paid by somebody to get clicks and likes and revenue i work in media trust me these things are owned by rich people there is an agenda and whatever the, he he who pays the piper plays the tune i don't blame adam crafton for doing what he's doing but you know when people do that and i spoke to somebody who's a big time journalist in new york and he was like mm, well the issue is although he's saying he's just reporting that um Man United were going to bring, or, or we're considering bringing Mason Greenwood back. What he's really doing is increasing the pressure on the victim, especially now that we know that, well, I mean, we already knew that she was staying with Mason Greenwood. So it's already made an awkward situation a lot more awkward because who cares if Mason Greenwood stays at Man United or not at this stage? I would have liked to think. But clearly, that was what most what was most important to people like Adam Crafton and society at large was to get... Mason Greenwood out of Manchester United. Quite frankly, who cares? And I'll tell you a little bit, a bit later why I just don't care about Mason Greenwood in this situation and why I'm worried about how the story has been narrativized after speaking to experts in this field that I trust. So, yeah, I just thought I'd lead off with that. Sorry, going to be one of those shows. If you're not up for it, I get it. Turn off, keep it moving. Next week, we'll be back to more football. I'm going to start off with where I was right, where I was wrong. And then I will get into my full thoughts on Mason Greenwood, who is uh, mutually parting ways with Manchester United. By the way, his contract not terminated. He is mutually parting ways. Um, at MKT Inspires, would love to hear your thoughts on this, you know, um, MKT at the MKT Show. And then I'm on TikTok. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so TikTok right now. So I'm so so young and vibrant, so cool. So MKT inspires. I'm, I'm MKT inspires everywhere. By the way, I have that handle across the board, Twitter or X, TikToker, and on the gram. And then the MKT show wherever wherever you get your podcasts, and of course the socials, as we young cool people say. We, we, you know, you know when us youth are youthing. We're on the gram and TikTok, bro. <laughs> I'm on TikTok. Hit me up on the ticker tocker. Hit me up on the ticker tocker. All right. Let's get into where I was right, where I was wrong. Uh, I make, listen, I, I'm making predictions. I get it right, I get it wrong. You know, at least I'm willing to say when I'm wrong. I'm a. Yeah, if people are saying I'm the best person they've ever met because I'm willing to say, you know, when I'm wrong, whatever. I'm not saying I'm a hero. People are saying the Jesus Christ of his time. And I go, I mean, that's a little, that's a little much. I mean, I can understand why you would think that, but that's a bit much. Jesus Christ. You know, and, and that, that's me exclaiming to them calling me Jesus Christ. You know, it's like, that's, that's a bit much. You know, like, like, turn it down. I'm but a man. I, I, I put my pants on one leg at a time, just like you do. 
you know, I get out of bed one leg at a time, just like you do. All right, where I was right, where I was wrong. Uh, let's get into it. Where I was right, Owen Farrell will play in the World Cup. I did say on social media that I believe he won't be banned for the whole tournament, which he did deserve, in my never humble opinion. But he will play um, in those last few games of the group stages. He will miss the first two games. It's Argentina and Japan for England. So Owen Farrell, just too important in terms of marketing. The RFU, the English Rugby Union, is the richest rugby union in the world. Of course you need the captain there. He's important in the marketing. Everything's always about the money. You know when people say it's not about the money? You know what it's about? The money. It's always about the money. Owen Farrell will be at the World Cup. Where I was wrong, Chelsea are still poor. I thought we dominated Liverpool in the first game without finishing. And I thought, okay, we'll just keep dominating teams like that. And if you're dominating lesser teams, surely you're going to score goals. The amount of misses against West Ham. Uh, new season, same old Chelsea. Bloody hell. Let's see what happens when Broha comes back. I was wrong. Chelsea still in the doldrums. Where I was right, Manchester United have spent another $200 million this year. They are worse than last season. They're hustling backwards. And by the way, Casemiro is washed. I'm sorry. It's not about him being isolated in that number six role. He's unable to physically contest. I mean, you saw Basuma ragdolling that young boy saw for Tottenham. They were ragdolling. It's not even about the fact that he was late on challenges, which he was, because they were running past him. But it was also in the physical 50-50s. He just doesn't have it. It was embarrassing. If you watch that Spurs game and you're a Man United fan, you should be going, ugh. And that's early in the season. What's he going to be like in February? I was dead right, Man United. They are certainly worse than they were last year. And third place was a treat for them last year. Ain't no way they're making uh, top five, I don't think. Uh, where I was wrong, Declan Rice imposing. They went down to 10 men. Tommy Asi sent off. I thought Rice was unbelievable when they went down to 10 men. He really took the midfield over and was in the libero role. From sweeper to holding mid uh, and driving that ball forward. Declan Rice is looking good. 105 million, looking like it was worth it. Where I was right, VAR is a mess. I hate the fact that Onana's one wasn't given, but Pickford's one was given. Did the rule change in a week? Did the rule change in one week? Even if they came out and admitted they made a mistake, you can't change the rule in the season. That sort of contact by a goalkeeper, there should be legislature uh, and precedent for it to say that's not a foul, whether you like it or not. What is going on? Are they making up rules every week? Pickford's was... Far gentler, by the way, than Onana's contact. And they gave Pickford. What is going on? VAR a mess. And I said it three years ago. If you listen to the podcast when we were still in the studio on YouTube, I said this would be a mess. Because human beings are still interpreting it. And in slow-mo, everything looks worse. Where I was wrong, Spurs are good. They should have beaten United. Manchester United 3 or 4, by the way. They were in control, cruise control. Basuma is looking like the player that Spurs bought from Brighton before Antonio Conte, before Antonio Conte tried to end his career for whatever reason. I don't know what's going on. I was wrong. Spurs are good. Uh, listen, they're going to be they're going to be a handful. Will they have depth? I think that might be an issue. But Pastor Koglu has them playing the type of football where you go, okay, okay. Gagan Press, 
Son in the right position. He doesn't have to drop and play back to left back like he's done under Conte and Mourinho. Interesting times. I, I love Son Heung-min. Wow, wow, wow. That connection between him and Madison looking incredible. Where I was right, Reese James is too injury prone to be the captain. He's too injury prone. I love Reese James. I think he's the best right back in the world right now. He is. In fact, not I think. When he's playing, he's the best right back in the world. He's got the same quality of delivery as Trent Alexander-Arnold, and he defends like Thiago Silva. Right? He, he defends like Nemanja Vidic, one-on-one. The physicality, the timing, he's quick. He's the, he's the real deal. Most important ability is availability. I said this at the beginning of the season. Don't check out my social media. I said the problem with Reese James, he's never available. Don't make him captain. Oh, my beloved Chelsea. Cry, my beloved Chelsea. He is injury prone. I was dead right. Where I was wrong, Everton are terrible under Sean Dyke. What's happened? Why is he trying to play expansive football? And here's what's concerning to me. Is that type of man- manager now out of the game? We've seen Bournemouth. We've seen Gary O'Neill. These lower teams have money now. They're playing expansive football. It all started with Eddie Howe at Bournemouth, right? Four years ago. Was these small teams now, because the Premier League can afford to bring in great players. I mean, if you're a Man United fan, you saw the football that Wolves were playing. You see what Brighton are doing. All these small teams can afford the best talent from around the world because the Premier League has so much money that if you're Sean Dyke and you're trying to be defensive, you're outdated. Is he a dinosaur? I was wrong. I thought he'd stabilize that uh, place and give it some culture. I was wrong. Everton even worse. Man, I I may need to relook at my relegation team. Where I was right, attrition is going to get Man City this year. It will happen. Their king, De Bruyne, out. Ake, out. Laporte, although off to Saudi Arabia, it looks like, out. That's why nobody's won more than three seasons. Because the Premier League, unlike any other league, you've got to compete at least 80% of the time. Even if you're better than teams, the I mean, you see Everton have Tarkovsky and Alexi Wobi. These are international starters, right? Calvert-Lewin, the type of quality that's at the bottom. Wolves, people are picking for relegation. It's bloody the Portuguese starting eleven. Man City will not win the league this year. I will rest my hat on that one. De Bruyne and Ake out. That's huge. Guardiola's about to find out. This ain't no take a rest. This ain't Germany where you're playing four competitive games per year. And I'll finish off on this one. You know, I was wrong. Arsenal look proper. Not just Declan Rice, they look proper. Arsenal look proper. They've got some depth. The only issue is up front, Eddie and Dan. If they can figure out how to get a backup striker, maybe Balogun stays, because Eddie Nketi is a joke, right? You can't have that for Gabriel Jesus. They figure out a backup striker. I was wrong. Arsenal mean serious business. They will be top three. They mean business. Wow. Mikel Arteta. That is where I was right. That is where I was wrong. At MKT Inspires, slide in the DMs. You know, how are you feeling? How's your side looking? Are you are you happy? Are you not happy? Why aren't you happy? If you're not happy in your personal life, play fantasy football. You can escape the real world. It's a good, trust me, it's a good solution. 
It's not really. Don't, don't, don't escape the real world. You, you got to deal with your stuff. But anyway, we'll get into the soppy psychology stuff that I actually have no authority to talk about. It's just it's just my thoughts. Hey, this is my podcast. I can just give my thoughts, you know. Many will agree. Many will disagree. Um, by the way, fantasy football, the code is in the description if you'd like to join the league. If you didn't join week one, I'm afraid you can't win. A, you can't win the prize at the end of the month or at the end of the season. It will be at least a thousand rand. I'll, I'll have to think of something else to add as a prize, but I will. And hold me to it. If I don't give the prize away at the end in May 2024, go to the police. Go to the police. This guy's a scammer. Because I I feel it would be okay if people went and said to the police now that I'm a scammer. Like if you reported me now. Uh, it would be totally okay. It would be one hundred percent okay. I would be. I would have to be okay with it because I did scam people. But you have to have joined from from week one. But if you want to join uh, for the giggles, uh, code is in the description. Um, it, th- there'll be a link at the bottom. There'll be a link at the bottom. Go to the bottom there. You can. Um, yeah, you, you can get it. Mix. You, you you get it. You you get it. You you guys get it. Um. Yeah. All right, let's get into it. Mason Greenwood. Mason Greenwood. All right. Mason Greenwood. Aye, aye, aye. For those who don't know, uh, Mason Greenwood accused of certain things. And I want to go through it and give it the respect it deserves. Because I don't want to just just chat. Um, let me quickly run through the series of events. Uh, this may be quite long. But I do think it's important to go through it. So um, in January 2022, 30 January, he was arrested uh, and he was just accused of, of assault. And we saw those videos, right? And Man United suspended him. And after he was arrested, there were charges that were added, sexual assault and threat to kill. And in February 2022, um, Nike ended their relationship with him and he posted bail and left jail on the 15th of october 2022 all right it's about uh, eight months later he was arrested again and this time after the investigation had taken place it was for attempted rape engaging in controlling and coercive behavior and assault occasioning actual bodily harm so that's 15th of october 2022 in 2023, the 2nd of February, all charges against him were dropped as key witnesses withdrew their involvement and a and new material came to light. On the 16th of August, 2023, Adam Crafton leaked Manchester United's plans to reintegrate him into Manchester United. That changed everything. Turned the temperature up on Manchester United and well, we are where we are now, as we sit here on the 24th of August, as I'm recording this. Or 23rd, I'm recording this on the 23rd, but the podcast will come out on the 24th. 24th of August, 2023. All right, what I want to do is I'm going to read out all of the official statements. Right, I will save the official letter, Richard, Richard Arnold's letter, for last. So I'll start off with the club statement. Um, although, no. Actually, let's do it this way. You know, I'll just change it. 
I'm going to read Richard Arnold's letter, which is long. Then I'll read Manchester United's official letter. And then I'll read Mason Greenwood's letter. Um, so Richard Arnold is the Manchester United CEO, and he wrote an open letter to the Manchester United supporters. And it, it reads as follows. Now that we have concluded and announced the outcome of the club's investigation into Mason Greenwood, I want to be direct and transparent with our fans about the process and the reasons for our decision. This was an internal disciplinary investigation between employer and employee, which would ordinarily take place outside of the public eye. Given the public nature of the allegation and Mason's profile, I acknowledge that this was, I acknowledge that this was not an ordinary situation, but I felt it important that we still follow due process and so far as possible avoid media comment until I had made a definitive decision. When audio footage and imagery was posted online in January 2022, my feelings were of shock and concern for the alleged victim. Her welfare, wishes and perspective have been central to the club's approach ever since as have the club's standards and values. While we immediately concluded that Mason should be suspended pending investigation, we were also conscious of our duty of care towards him and the importance of making a decision based on full information. Until February this year, which is 2023, this was a matter of public uh, this was a matter for the police and crime prosecution service. It was only when charges were dropped that the club discussed the allegations with Mason and others involved in the case. Our investigation sought to collate as much evidence as possible to establish facts and context. This was not a quick or straightforward process for a variety of reasons. It was essential for us to respect the rights and wishes of the alleged victim. Also, we have limited powers of investigation, which meant we were reliant on third-party cooperation. Timings have also been influenced by my desire to minimize the impact of the investigation on our men's and women's teams, as well as our lionesses. I acknowledge that this gave more time for speculation, but the alternative would have been to compromise due process or create untimely disruption. While we were unable to access certain evidence for reasons we respect, the evidence we did collate led us to conclude that Mason did not commit the act he was charged with. I am restricted as to what I can say for legal reasons, including the alleged victim's ongoing right to anonymity. But I am able to share the following with you, which should give you some insight into the complexity of this case. The alleged victim requested the police to drop their investigation in April 2022. We were provided with alternative explanation, explanations for the recording, which was a short excerpt from a much longer recording and for the images posted online. The alleged victim's family participated in the process and were given the opportunity to review and correct our factual findings. Last week, the media reported that we had decided to reintegrate Mason and that elements of a plan to do so had been leaked to them. Reintegration was one of the outcomes we had consider, consi considered and planned for. For context, over the course of the past six months, several outcomes have been contemplated and planned for, and my view has evolved as our process progressed. While the ultimate decision rested with me, 
I was taking various factors and views into account right up until the point of finalizing my decision. While I am satisfied that Mason did not commit the acts he was charged with, Mason's accepted that he made mistakes which he takes responsibility for. I am also mindful of the challenge that Mason would face rebuilding his career, raising a baby together with his partner in the harsh spotlight of Manchester United. Further, this case has provoked strong opinions and it is my responsibility to minimize any distraction to the unity we are seeking within the club. Although we have decided that Mason will seek to rebuild his career away from Manchester United, that does not signal the end of this matter. The club will continue to offer its support to the alleged victim and Mason to help them rebuild and move forward positively with their lives. Thank you for your continued support, Richard Arnold. Then the club brought out its own statement um, and it said Manchester United has concluded an internal investigation into the allegations against Mason Greenwood. Our process commenced in February 2023 following all charges against Mason being dropped. Throughout, we have taken into account the wishes, rights and perspective of the alleged victim along with the club's standards and values and sought to collate as much information and context as possible. This has required us to proceed with sensitivity and care to obtain evidence not in the public domain, including from those with direct knowledge of the case. Based on the evidence available to us, we have concluded that material posted online did not provide a full picture and that Mason did not commit the offences in respect of which he was originally charged. That said, as Mason publicly acknowledges today, he has made mistakes which is taking responsibility for. All those involved, including Mason, recognize the difficulties with him recommencing his career at Manchester United. It was therefore it has therefore been mutually agreed that it would be most appropriate for him to do so away from Old Trafford, and we will now work with Mason to achieve that outcome. So that is Manchester United's official club statement. Now for Mason Greenwood's statement. I want to start by saying I understand that people will judge me because of what they have seen and heard on social media, and I know people will think the worst. I was brought up to know that violence or abuse is wrong. I did not do the things I was accused of. However, I fully accept I made mistakes, and I take my share of responsibility for the situations which led to the social media post. I am learning to understand my responsibilities to set a good example as a professional footballer, and I'm focused on the big responsibility of being a father as well as a good partner. Today's decision has been part of a collaborative process between Manchester United, my family, and me. The best decision for us all is for me to continue my football career, my football career away from Old Trafford, where my presence will not be a distraction to the club. I thank the club for their support since I joined aged seven. They will, they will, they will always be a part of me, which is United. I am enormously grateful to my family and all my loved ones for their support and it is now for me to repay the trust those around me have shown. I intend to be a better footballer but most importantly a good father, a better person and to use my talents in a positive way on and off the pitch. Wow. It's um, something else. You know, it is something else. 
It's a very serious matter. It's a very, very serious matter. So before, before I go into all of that, you know, as I said, I spoke to three global experts. Um, and the one in particular is, you know, these are people that have seen, I, I don't want to minimize this uh, young woman's case, but these are people that have seen children, men and women with legs and arms blown off in, in war zones, you know, two of them in particular. And it was interesting, you know, there's a there's a tremendous saying or there's a tremendous analogy, right? And so it's called the Occam's razor. If you haven't heard of it, it's the simplest explanation is often the truth, right? It's often the truest explanation. And when I went to both people, independent of one another, they said the same thing. I was I was explaining like oh you you won't believe it you know because they and they both know I love football and I sort of idolize not sort of I I idolize sports and but their immediate response when I said to them oh there's a young woman involved and there's rape and there's uh, alleged you know assault and and they said oh interesting okay and you know they sort of asked some questions and they said okay so what's the narrative that's coming out. And then we started to talk about, oh, journalists are doing this. Okay, and they said, okay, cool. So they expected that. And they said, okay, is anybody talking about morality? And I said, why would you ask that? And and, and by the way, this, this was so interesting because I didn't speak to them together. I spoke to them completely separately. As I said, one is one is in Switzerland, um, you know, uh, or, or the, the two psychiatrists. One is in South Africa, one is in Switzerland. And I spoke to them completely separately. And the, the one is early childhood development. The other is has a PhD in early childhood development and specialized in trauma. And both of them asked me when I when they said, "Oh, are they making it about morality?" And I said, "Yes, yeah, yeah. There's quite a lot of that." And they, and they said, "Oh, okay. What are they saying about the victim?" And I said, "No, none of them are talking about the victim." And they said, "Oh, okay. Well, that's typical." And that is to say that I take this so seriously because I want to tell you a story. I wasn't going to tell the story, but I'm going to tell the story. And he listens to the podcast and I did ask him if I can. And he said, cool. A friend of mine was accused of this very story. So this is anecdotal, but it's important that people realize that one of my best friends got accused of raping a woman. And at the time, I want to be completely honest, everybody knew she was lying. It's not to make fun of victims. Everybody knew that she, this woman was psychotic or she was a girl, uh, or a young girl. She was in her 20s. And essentially, in the end, I'll tell you, let, let me just surmise it. She got paid off we everybody knew she was lying because we knew she was psycho we 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 actually had tried to warn our friend but you can't tell you, you know in neuroscience literally once somebody's 18 you can't change their mind for them anyway and he he's comfortable with me telling the story i did ask him and we we tried to tell him early in the relationship like brew we know this chick she went to school near us the stuff she was doing in the boarding school close to us like, like this chick is nuts 
Anyway, whatever, he decided to stay. And anyway, then she accused him of rape. And we're like, what are you even, what? Anyway, she signed an NDA. And years later, um, eight years later, it came out, uh, she admitted to lying. He had uh, moved to the UK. Luckily, there's lots of resources in his family. But, like, it wasn't even, you know. So I'm very sensitive to these cases in general because, you know, this guy's, yeah, he's just, he, you never want to say never. But, again, I'm biased. He's one of my best mates. Um, and, and she even admitted that she lied. And I still see her in the streets of Johannesburg, living her, living La Vida Loca. However, that, that that is to say that I'm very sensitive to these cases, and I take it very, very seriously, because it has it's affected my life hugely. Like it it affected this guy's life. I remember when I went to the UK, and he because he's an open person, he had explained to his now wife like what happened, and. I remember, like, oh, it's orcs. The, the first time I was, I was there, it's like, does she know? It's like, no, 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 we've talked about it. And, and, you know, I kind of, then I kind of let loose and told her what I thought of that woman. Um, yeah, it was just the, the worst kind of human being. So, so it's very real to me, you know. And there's abuse in my family, you know. Um, I've, got, I've had cousins who, who had to leave home, a friend of mine's sister, um, was in that situation, and listen, I'm, I'm not naive to the world. But like, terrible stuff is happening out there. I, I mean, let's also be very clear: it's, 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 it's relative to mankind and society. It's relatively low percentile, right? Now, one is too many. Let's also be clear: like, there's no good reason why it's happening at all. You know, there, there, there is no good reason. But one of the things we were discussing with these experts is one of the things they asked me immediately, was he poor? I was like, no, he's a professional footballer for Man United. I said, no, was he raised poor? Because the stats are very clear. Um, poverty just increases the rate of these things happening. Um, because poverty and drugs and um, drugs are just linked. It's, it's just how it is, unfortunately, in this world. I said, no. I, and I said, oh, okay, that I don't know. I don't know where he is. But he's not poor now. He's one of the richest people in the world. He's a wunderkind. Then we moved on to the court of public opinion. And they said something, again, independent of one another. Two experts that have worked between them. They have around 50 years of experience in global uh, uh, trauma and childhood development. And they started to break down to me their research about the court of public opinion and why that is dangerous for the victim. So people, this trial being on Twitter didn't hurt Mason Greenwood. He's not like, who cares? Who cares about Mason Greenwood in this case? It only hurts the victim. Because when people... In these cases, because these professionals I'm talking about, they don't get to just say nice things and talk about charities that look after men and women that are abused. 
they have to go to that next step and go to the homes or or at least have had to. Now they're both like hoity-toity in their offices or one's retired now, but they're in nice offices in Geneva. But, But throughout their careers, what they were saying, the problem with social justice warriors is they just say cool stuff and want people to think they're good people and take videos with like organizations they don't go into the homes of the abused and remove them from that situation. And I'd never thought about it like that. It's like, eh, you know, I've never had that. And they said, this is why these things should be handled by experts and celebrities. There's a, what's the Riley woman's name? Who has now seen this as her chance to be at the forefront. And I, I don't know her. Seems like a smart lady, Oxford graduate, um, She's on something called Countdown. I don't know. I, don't, I hate those British, uh, like, QI, and I absolutely loathe those shows. The Brits love them, and the people seem to like them. But anyway, she's on Countdown, which is, like, insanely big, by the way, in the UK. Anyway, so she's talking about how Richard Arnold should be fired and, you know, really parading. And, and I've ha- I hate it when celebrities get involved in these things because all they do is say nice stuff. Okay, now what? Because now you've persecuted um, Mason Greenwood in public. Fine. Like, let's say we've seen and heard the videos. That that's its own thing. First of all, that should be the police's job. But fine. It's now now we're all investigators, which is a high level skill, by the way. We are not investigators. People don't even know how to reach the truth in their own lives. Forget about an emotional situation where if I asked you about the Socratic method of truth. You wouldn't even know how to approach that and you want to try and find out what's true in something like this. Crazy to me and scary. But what was interesting was what are these celebrities and people posturing going to do now? You know, just talk about the charities that they represent. is like, okay, here is an opportunity. We know who the victims are. We know her. She's she is currently with Mason Greenwood, right? Because you've come this far, it can get no more awkward than going to her, right, and saying you're not in your right mind for the reasons we know why victims stay. You need to leave this monster because he, that's what he's been painted as, right? And. Listen, the, the charges were dropped. I'm going to let you make up your own mind as to why you think her and her family would drop the charges. I, I'm not going to start getting to that speculation. I, I don't know what's going on. Like, whatever. That, that's for people at home to decide. But what I hate about the public deciding is tomorrow morning, the public feels a different way about something else. You know? These are not skilled professionals who should be combing evidence. These are bums like you and me sitting at home who can barely keep our own relationships together with our partners. And now we're just going to investigate the most deplorable side of mankind without being emotional. Because that's what these great men and women do, right? That are investigators and detectives. It's a skill. So you can't just wake up and be a shithead on Twitter and, and think... Oh my God, this is how I feel. In, in fact, when you feel, I'm like, get up. You are bad for victims. The, the last thing victims need is emotional people. 
What they need is strong people around them who, will, who in those darkest of moments, will create an environment where these people can feel safe. They don't need you coming to make yourself feel better, as most people are doing, because most of it's performative, right? I'm sorry, I, like most of this grandiose vitriol at Mason Greenwood's performative. Why are we even talking about Mason Greenwood? Everything now, if it was about morality, should be about the victim. It's like, okay, Mason Greenwood, is he suspended by Man United? Actually, you know what? Who cares? Because the, the story here is allegedly a woman has been raped and beaten. Oh my God, that should be on the front page of everything. Not Mason Greenwood. Who cares? Because he's the he's the easy target, right? Is the because it's really it's kind of like Watergate. Um, there, there is a syndrome. I forget what it's called. Um, but you, you know, every journalist's dream is to bring down the powerful man or woman and find out a secret no one knows and pull the thread and boom, reveal and bring down the powerful man or woman. Like that's sexy. That's cool. It's like no. What we should be doing is going. How on earth are we going to help this woman? And we should be. That should be the only conversation on the front pages. Like, who is this woman? How did she get here? How do we get her out of there? Why did she have a baby with the guy now? Because, and people say, yes, but um, if she's the victim, you, you want to protect her. I agree. So in this case, what we should be doing is it cannot get any more horrible and awkward. It's already public. Right? And And one thing I just want to say is I don't know where this narrative that it's men against women started. These feminazis, right? Like, if you're a young woman listening to this, why do men and women hate each other? Where, where did this come from? Like, from a natural perspective, first, first and foremost, we need each other, right? Procreation, fantastic. Carry on this fine species we call mankind. But, but where has this come from? Where has this hatred between men and women come from? And I don't know if I'm just seeing it on social media, but I'm kind of feeling it in society as well. Like, and now, it, it, it was, early on, it was like, women are scared of men. Now men, I'm telling you, are scared of women. Right? It's, it's, it's getting very scary. Because something I want to say, and I guess I can only speak for the, the, the men that I know, it's like, if... There are women that are victims out there. By the way, most men that I know, we're, we're revolted by it. P- please stop listening to people on social media. <laughs> most men, now we are in an era where, oh my God, these are the women that are going to raise our children. Why would we want them to be abused? Because we've seen, you know, if you're black and you're from South Africa, there are things that reveal themselves as you age. And I'm really fortunate um, that according to my mother, not, not, never a finger laid on her uh, by my father. But we, we know what's happening. We, 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 we're being, it's being revealed to us what would happen to our mothers right back in the day. And they, they would just keep it hushed. We don't want that. Who, who wants that? So real men don't want that. And it's not. And, and I guess, you know what, I'm not a psychiatrist. And maybe I'm getting a bit emotional about it. Is that it's not shameful to come out, but I, I don't know how to make a woman who's 
being abused feel comfortable enough to say, most of us, please stop listening to feminazis and women who hate men, because largely those are the loudest people. Most of us are revolted by it. We are absolutely revolted. So if you're a female, please feel... And I guess it's difficult because I can only speak for myself and and those around me, the, 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 the five or six great men that I consider my friends and, and brothers, right? Is We are revolted by it. All of them have the same thing. In fact, I was at a wedding where we said to each other, I remember we, we were gathering around, having a bit of a laugh. And then we said, oh, yeah, you know what? Here's the message for this year. And although we we kind of, it was said in, in a jestful manner, but it, it hit, as most humor can do, right? It can puncture uh, to a very serious point. We're not doing GBVE. It's a, it's, it's a non-starter. What are we doing? What are we doing? All right. And I hope one day I can become a man where, because here's how I idealize myself as a man. This is why this, this is so important to me. I want to, if I ever have a family, I want to be like my father. I want to build things and protect them. Because that's what I, that's the that that's the image that my father has imprinted in my mind of what he did for us. He built a life for us and he protected everyone who was around him in every sense, by the way, including me. Including me. So there was you know, although my father was very strict, everybody feels safe around him because in my eyes, that's what an alpha male should do. He should build and protect. And I'm old school, right? I'm old school. Like, listen, there's modern ladies. You don't need no man. Cool. I respect you. It's not my place to tell women how to feel. It, it, it isn't. And I'm not just saying that. It, I don't roll like that. And I'm a very standoffish person in general. But in this current environment, I'm even more standoffish. I'm fist bump guy. I don't want anybody thinking I'm imposing myself on them. I, it's just how I roll now. Like, I, I, I really, I don't want to feel, I don't want people feeling I'm in their personal space because it's gotten gross. And women keep telling these stories. I'm like, oh, no. Now, when women are seeing me, is that what they're seeing? Like, okay, cool. Let me just fist bump everyone. And then that's that's where I roll. No more hugs. I hug my family. Don't Don't need people feeling uncomfortable. But that is the man I would like to be one day, that if a woman goes, you know what? Let me let me try hang out with this dickhead for the rest of his life. I would like to, and I don't know if I'm going to be, by the way. L- listen, the, the, this is just me idealizing myself, right? There is the real self and there's the ideal self. Is I would love to be the type of man my father was, where I can build a life around and with somebody um, and protect them. And I'm old school in that sense. I am a very old school person in that sense, is that I really, really admire the notion of being a man who creates a household where a woman feels safe to achieve her potential. Like, I don't know if I'm going to achieve that, but it's something that occupies my mind that, oh, wow, one day that'll be sweet. It'll be sweet to, because relationships aren't easy. I'm not saying perfect. I'm saying create an environment where somebody feels safe emotionally, is literally physically safe, and is emotionally safe to explore their, their human potential and hopefully raise a family together, you know? So most men are revolted by it, by the way. Please, please, please hear this. 
and I can only speak for most men in middle class society globally most of us not every not everyone there's monsters out there i'd say it's single percentile um but let's be very clear most men are revolted by it it is not shameful and i'm not talking about you and your husband or you and your girlfriend had a fight because you had a fallout that's not that's sorry that's not abuse i'm i'm talking about you know what we're talking about here like you you're not allowed to play please don't play the victim because that's disgusting. Like you, you and your husband disagreeing for six months because you're not communicating is not abuse. That's just shitty human relations. Welcome to planet Earth. I'm talking about emotional and physical abuse. We are revolted by it as men. We hate it. We hate it. Because guess what? Do you know what most, and I can only speak for heterosexual men, do you know what most men are doing everything for? To impress women. Because you know why? Because chicks are fantastic. Every guy I know who I respect is like, oh, women are fantastic. They're fantastic. They bring out a potential in men that we don't even realize we have. Listen, if you're a great woman, it's the greatest gift to man I believe there is. I've always said my the best version of me has always been when I had I've, I've only had two girlfriends in my life. I was never I've never been better as a human being than I was then. Like it's the best. Chicks are the best. Like having a, a partner is the best. By the way, ladies, secrets out. We're everything we're doing. Everything guys are doing. Don't let them act cool. Everything men are doing is to just get you to have a look. What do you think? Do you see the next 45 years with me? That's Don't let them bullshit you. So we hate it. We hate this. If Mason Greenwood did do this stuff, he's, it's not important about the football to me. That's not, that, that's not the moral argument here for me. My moral thing is for the Glove of Christ, how do we protect this girl? And these people that are purporting themselves as supporters of victims, you've already made it awkward now. Now go and save the poor girl. But but this is what these experts were saying was, no, they won't. They won't. They'll keep saying cool things in public and keep criticizing police and keep criticizing systems they don't understand. And I've hated that. And then the worst part is the fact that it's played out in public. Listen, I'm sorry. Most of us are morons. We have no idea what these victims go through, how to remove our emotions from our work. These are expertise that people study for 10, 20, 30 years to achieve the skill to do so that they can be in a position to help the victims and not enable their suffering. Because when you get emotional, you, you need to get out the way. Empathetic and emotional is not the same thing. Listen, nobody's perfect. I don't want to. I don't even want to start going on sounding like, "Oh, I'd never do that." It is my job as a human being, first and foremost, male or female. By the way, you, you're a woman. You can be abusive as well if you're listening to this. It is your job as a human being, because I tell you now, Aristotle said it beautifully: "An education in horror 
has a role to play in civilizing us. Right? And education in horror has a role to play in civilizing you. You know, I mean, he, he, the, the saying is a little bit more complicated, but it's like, um, it's just so important that you as a person look at yourself and realize you have the propensity to be Mason Greenwood. I'm no better than Mason Greenwood. I just am blessed with the ability at the moment to restrain myself. And neither are you, by the way, at home. I am not excusing um, these actions if he, if what he's alleged to have uh, done, he did do. That information will reveal itself. But it is our jobs as human beings, and I, I'm speaking here to myself as much as everyone, to keep an eye on our dark side. It's, it's, not, it's not prescriptive. I, I don't want to tell people what to do. Because I don't dig it. Like, oh, man. Like, I don't dig this. It's ruining football. It's ruining the image of footballers. They my heroes. Always have been. You know? But also, it's like, this is the one thing that brings the world together. And now, now look. So we all need to keep an eye that we're capable of this. And I try to keep an eye on on those th- th- that dark side of myself. And I'm like, ugh, no. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. And I- I'm yet to see anybody talking about the victim. And I'm, I'm very, very worried about that. What are we going to do about this? So are we going to... If you've persecuted Mason Greenwood, surely it can't get any more awkward. Now you go and make it awkward in the household. And and if you can't get her out, right, after having tried, then c'est la vie. And, and by the way, it's not as easy and as binary as just get rid of Mason Greenwood. Because I also, I, I spoke about it slightly on, I think, the previous podcast. We're living in the real world. And this um, this lady who's just come out and tried to make it, uh, I forget what her name is. I, the, the lady on this countdown. Anyway, she's she's trying to make it like a binary conversation, right? And it's not. It's not a binary conversation. Manchester United and Richard Arnold have an extremely complex situation to deal with. They have to deal within the bounds of the law. There's an employment contract. Mason Greenwood is not like you and me. He is a hundred million pound asset. And this is where people, I think, have a problem. Right? Understandably. Because I've been hearing a lot about it's not about the money. Let me tell you something. I heard, um, I was at um, a friend of mine. So he's literally a billionaire in dollars. I was at his house uh, earlier this week. His thing is, it's always about the money. It's always about the money. He taught me that. He taught me this. 
since I was young. It's always about the money. Don't just think because it's seven million and the the glazers are they have more money than God. They th- you you think oh no 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 the reason they are billionaires is that reason. It's always about the money. Because listen, I, w- I, I want I want to be clear. I lived in the football. There is no morality there. There isn't. And it's not going to change. Because my father brutally told me this when I was younger and I tried to live my life this way. I said it on the previous part. Life is about production and tolerance. The amount you produce is how much the world will tolerate. Mason Greenwood is one of the most talented, five most talented under 23 footballers in the whole world. That makes him a hundred million pound asset. To Manchester United, that is more important than what you or I think. It, it, it breaks our hearts. It breaks our hearts. I'm, I'm not put aside for a second whether you think it's right or not. Manchester United's job is to make money. It's not to be moral. The morality is a secondary function. If you work at a bank, you understand this. Banks are doing some of the most insane things in the world. Investment bankers, hedge fund owners, are you joking? Talk to me about morality. I know these people. I know what they do. My father grew up, uh, my father's in mining. Talk to me about morality. Do me a favor. I'm not going to get precious now because this is a terrible conversation. It's always, always about the money. Always. If you live in the Western world and not in Cuba, right? it is always, always about the money. So the reason it's complicated with Mason Greenwood is that Manchester United are not just responsible to themselves. There are shareholders. There are competitors. Please do not think for a second if Mason Greenwood was let go, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Chelsea would not be after him. Please do not think for a second they wouldn't do that. Do not for a second think that wouldn't happen. Don't you, don't you dare fool yourself into that world. It's brutal. It's an ugly case. And I've hated every single moment of watching social justice warriors act for their own needs to shine in front of the media instead of worrying and speaking about the victim. That's been crazy to me and revolting. It's revolt To me, it's revolting. It's not about morality. It's about journalists breaking stories so that people can clap for them and they, and they can pat each other on the back. Nobody's spoken to the police. I'd love to hear what the criminal um, prosecutions people ha- have to say. I'd love to hear from the experts. 
when Adam Crafton went ahead and leaked this and made it about Mason Greenwood and him possibly being reintegrated into Manchester United. Who cares? I, like, I just don't understand why people are so excited about Mason Greenwood leaving Man United. I'm like, who cares? The only thing I need to find out is how we can get this girl away from him if what he is being alleged of having done is true. And I'll say it once more. Don't tell me it's going to get awkward. Don't tell me you can't legally do it. You've gone this far without caring about the law. Because she dropped the charges. If you cared about the law, you would go, bloody hell, he's a monster. Get him out of Man United and then let's leave it. But you didn't do that. He's now leaving Manchester United. And now they're going to stop and move on to, are Arsenal going to play an inverted right back? That's what's going to happen. Telling you. They're not going to go to the prosecution and start probing about how they can get her out of Mason Greenwood's grasp. And I'm guessing the money will be a thing. Listen, I, I don't know her. I don't know what this young lady's financial background is. I haven't done any research. But he's on £100,000 a week. Very difficult for me to imagine she, she would be able to earn that unless she's a pop star. I don't know her. I don't know this young lady. There's complexity there. Again, my father used to say to me, and again, I'll say it to young people. My father had good advice about this, I think. And I'm learning that it's true. Money is power. Money is power that you can put into your pocket. That's what my father taught me. Couldn't agree with him more. So you've got to understand there's an over and above the alleged abuse. There's the money. And money is power. Do not ever, ever get that wrong. And again, it's always about money. It's always about the money. So I feel sick at, at, at the trial by media that Mason Greenwood's gone through. I just feel sick at it. Because I would have loved for him to to go through the legal system, even if it took three years, the rest of his Man United contract. Because what I'd love is for everything to come out and then for him to really get punished to the full extent of the law if he is the monster that he's being portrayed to be. And if he's not, I would like the law to punish him, not Susie on social media. And whatever, like, maybe I'm just some dickhead. Maybe women are just like, who the shit, who the, who gives a shit what you've got to say? You don't, you wouldn't understand. And I say, fair enough. That's fair enough. But, but what I will say, and I'm just speaking for myself and the people I know, as men, we are revolted. If you are a victim of abuse, by the way, it's not shameful to come out. It's not. It's it like I know there's a big stigma around around that. And again, I, I don't have the scientific uh, and psychological training to go. Oh, geez, like this is what that person feels like when they are being abused. Um, and and I, I would imagine shame is some of it if you've been there. It's not. It's not shameful. It's monstrous on the other person's part. 
It's monstrous. Because real men aren't doing that. Trust me. I know real men. We're not doing that. Because, again, we think women are fantastic. Women are to be protected. Because my thing is, just to simplify it, they can do the best trick in the world. That You see that little trick of putting a bun in the oven? That's the best trick in the whole. That's the one. You've won right there. Like, oh, you can harbor life. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. All right. So, so that's how we carry on the species. Okay. Well, you've won that one. That's what we're doing here. The proliferation of the species. By the way, we don't have to hate each other. It's men and women, not men against women. So, bit of a somber one. But it's, um, had to talk about it and give my feelings on it. I hate the media. I hate public social justice warriors. Hate them. My mother worked in geopolitics for 25 years. I'm not moved by people who putting their fist in the air. I'm mandla and women together and, I don't know, LGBTI together. I have no time for those assholes. Because I have somebody who is my mother who was in the field for real. She can't, she can't stand these social justice warriors and these consulting companies. Trust me. Most of them. Assholes. Assholes with blue hair sitting in air-conditioned offices that are going to tell us what men and women should be. Why did you go fuck yourself while we try and make a better world, is what I say. And I will say it. You know, you can't say a good thing enough times. We are disgusted by it. GBV is revolting. If you are a man and you're abusing women, I'm not better than you. But that act is for decades. You are not one of us. We don't want you on the human race team. We'd, nobody, we're not doing it. We're not doing that. It's 2023. We're hanging out at cocktail parties and... I don't know, listening to, I'm a piano or whatever Yerks are doing. Because even the whites are rocking to, I'm a piano now. The Yanos. Hey, we go to farmer's markets on weekends. Like, let me tell you what every guy wants. We make fun of it. But we do want our girlfriend on a Sunday morning, annoying us at a farmer's market with custom-made jam and we've got to walk around for three hours looking at it. Like, oh my goodness. And then we still have to go shopping to see you change into like six outfits and buy one. We say we don't like it. We love it. That's the game we end, guys. That's what we're doing. That's it. That's what men are doing. That's like excellent. I want to be I want to be annoyed by this human being for the next 45 years of my life. That's what we're doing. That's what real men are doing. They're building ecosystems. Hopefully to build a family with you. And if not, just to make you feel safe so you can explore your potential. By the way, there is a gift for me because once you're reaching your potential, great women in exchange, I reach my potential. We learn to sacrifice. We learn to live together. And two is always better than one, is my belief, as most most real men are doing. And I'm, I'm unequivocal about that. Anybody who's doing GBV is not on the team. They think they are. They're not on the team. And team human... Mm -mm. Man and woman. Human race. Ladies and gentlemen, the MKT show for this week is...
the hell out of here.